You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The return we've all been waiting for is finally here. One of sports' most notorious icons is stepping into the octagon this Saturday. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a free shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is really easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about football playoffs where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum of $5 deposit, eligibility restrictions apply, and see DraftKings. DraftKings.com for details. Shoot, score! All right, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to episode two of the Rig Rats podcast. We've got Michael, I'm here, and we've got our good buddy, Kyle. Say hi, Kyle. Welcome. Howdy, folks. Kyle, what is going on? What is going on? What is going on? The Oilers are one in three now, okay? We're starting this episode off hot. I'm coming in hot. I'm not pleased. What is going on? I would definitely agree with you. I, I'm not pleased either. Uh, you know, watching it just – it still looks like sloppy hockey. I mean, it's, the pieces are just not falling where they should be. Like I said the last episode, you're, you're looking and there's still a few pieces on the table of the puzzle that you just cannot find. I mean, they, they – this past game was – I don't even know, man. There's so, a lot of opportunities so let's, there. So let's, let's talk about it then. And I think that one of the biggest glaring things looking back from – and. We're, we're talking about the Montreal 3-1 loss here um, before we take on the, the Leafs uh, tonight. Yeah. Uh, we lose back-to-back uh, games versus the Canadians. Uh, we lose the second one 3-1, and the Oilers go 0-7 on the power play. I'd say that's probably the biggest story coming out of that game, and they allowed yeah. another shorthanded goal. But we'll start with the 0-7 on the power play, and that's the thing that's really frustrating me because that was supposed to be like our saving grace was right. this, this unreal, unstoppable power play. And we are just coming out, and it, we are just being so flat and passing everywhere. I just don't understand what, what, like, what yeah. is going on. And I don't know if it's a, a block or they haven't really gotten used to Barry back there or, or I don't know what, what's going on with that power play. Yeah, I mean, you know, so there's definitely, a, um, I think, a, a grace period of, hey, you know, you know, add a couple guys to their unit and, you know, they got to give them a little time to figure it out, figure it out and see, you know, each other's tendencies and stuff, but seven power plays, seven peepers. And it was, it was, they got to the point where in, in the first period where they went up, they had, uh, they were on the power play 
And then they had like a 20 second five on three. And then the five on three ended and they were given another power play. And then they were given another five on three at the end of that. It was like, we had like four or five power plays that all bled into each other. And we still just yeah. could not get anything in. We were having trouble breaking into the zone. Yeah. It, we, it looked like we were trying to pass it way too much. Like eventually, eventually when they get it to Connor or Leon on either side and they sort of load up to either look for the mm-hmm. cross creaser or the backdoor pass, they just got to rip right. it, right? They just got to rip it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I was saying, it's it's. I think the, I think the breaking into the zone. I think I think definitely crossing the blue line is your biggest thing. And and so I know a lot of guys don't like to dump the puck in on the power play. But I mean, if you got guys with speed like McDavid or Drysaddle, you might just if it's not working, carrying it in, chip it and go get it. You know what I mean? Maybe that, you know try something else, switch it up. Because you know every coach I've ever had has always said, "You're on the power play, don't chip it in." And I get that, but if you can't break it in, if they're playing the trap well, which they were you know, right around the blue line, they're, they're essentially just playing the trap is all it was. And, you know, you can't break in like that. So if, if you can get in and set up, that's your best option. And like you said, once you get to, you can't be too cute. You got to take your opportunities. You got to shoot when you can. And one of the things you said when they played their first game after Montreal there is price played unreal. Well, second game they had right. Jake Allen in and like, they still only managed to get one buy yeah. and it was Devin shore on a shorthanded goal. Like yeah. a good goal, by the way, but a good, nice, nice goal. takeaway. It was a good play. Oh yeah. Fantastic play from him. So then on the flip side, uh, the Oilers gave up another shorthanded goal. They gave up a shorthanded goal yeah. the night before versus Montreal. And now they've given up another shorthanded goal and they have equal the amount of shorthanded goals against two power play goals for uh, on the season so far. And that is not a good number. And again, it's just like, Oh, for seven on we're minus two on the power play so far this like it, it yeah. against Montreal, it's horrible. I, I think definitely the, uh, the power play units got to be a little embarrassed on that one. I mean, it's there's there's some things like I said with the you know little grace period given time, but all for seven with two shorthanded goals. Well, there's one in that game, but shorthanded goals. And so I think it goes back to what I said last time. Um, you know, I understand over like you know committing to scoring on the power play. That's you know that's your time. You got your extra guy. But there's a problem if you're overcommitting too hard. You know what I mean? And you, you know you're overcommitting too hard when back-to-back games you're letting up shorty. You know, you're, and, it's, and it's not like it was, you know, a settled thing. It was a three-on-one rush or a two-on-one rush both times. Yeah, so A couple of, a couple of breakaways, it's tough, it's tough too. It's just like like missed passes in yeah. the zone to each other that are just easily picked off. And then it's it's a way right. to the races. And I will say this. One of the biggest differences I've noticed between Barry and Clefbaum is Barry is so slow comparatively. Yeah. Like he turns around to skate backwards and it is like turning a cruise ship, man. Like it is just so slow. Yeah. Which I always thought was funny because Barry's not a very big guy. You know? No, not at all. You'd think, you'd think he'd have boosters, right? You'd think he'd just be able to turn and turn on the jets. But, he's just, like he's got like the beepers going, like he's got to like put it in reverse and go, beep, beep. Right. So he can turn around and <laughs> get like, going. Like play with a forklift. Dude, it's honor and he does not have his forklift license, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean one of the other things though that was a big thing going into that game 
is uh, the coach was, I wouldn't say really upset, but he seemed relatively disappointed with the play of Bear and Jones, the two are younger defensemen that we've been hoping to sort of take steps forward this season. And so we benched them for that game. Um, I'd say we definitely put up more of a, I'd say defense as a unit. I mean, the shorthanded goal was tough. And then there were a couple other ones. Like it was like a bank off the back of Koskinen from behind the net and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so that that's hard to really put on, on the defense and stuff like that. And, and Shore had crashed into him too. So that, yeah. that's a hard one to really pin on defense, but I've liked what I've seen from, <laughs> from, from Cuckoo so far. I think he's been a really, really solid addition so far. Um, yeah. But the, um, the young defense, the defense issue has been interesting, especially this young in the season. Do you think it was a little hasty for him to, to sit him like that? Uh, I think, I think if he sits him for a long time, like I think, I think if he keeps him out, you know, for an extended period of time, he, he's like, no, you're going to be in the press box tonight. Like you're not playing. I think that's a little hasty, but if it's like a one game thing, like, Hey, I don't like how you're playing. You're going to sit if I don't like it. I think it's more of a lesson, especially, you know. The, so the now Bear is back so in tonight. Bear is back okay. in tonight versus Montreal. Or, so, sorry, the Leafs. Right. So then it'll give him, you know, and I'm, I'm assuming, you know, Tippett will be like, all right, here's the deal. This is what happens when I don't like how you're playing. You sit in the press box, you don't get time. But now – He's coming back. Maybe he learned. Maybe he's, you know, taking some pointers on whatever it was that, uh, you know, you got to hope that he went and had a healthy conversation and was like, hey, what did I do wrong that I'm getting sat for? You know, because you can only change what you know you did wrong. You know, and if you have no idea what it was, there's no there's no way you can change it. So I think if he you know, learned from his mistakes a little bit, I think personally, uh, he's not the biggest defenseman, but I think he's got to put a little more grit in his game. He was kind of going into the corners pretty timid and with a team as, as gritty as the, uh, you know, the Canadians were playing real hot in the corners coming in hard. Um, yeah. They play a much he, tighter he, checking game than I'd say even Vancouver yeah. or uh, the Leafs tonight. I would agree. Um, so, I mean, especially, so teams like that, you know, teams like, you know, the Leafs, you could probably get away with not as much grit in your defense, but, Teams that like to hit, you're going to have to man up and, you know, take the hit and give a hit. So you expect that you, you, you would defense. hope then to see him come in tonight, you know, like hungry and a little bit more feisty and fierce right, than tonight. Right. Yeah. Not necessarily a vengeance, but a little bit of a chip on the shoulder, you know, like, okay, well, I got sat and not going to happen again. You know, you're going to make, you know, you got to fight for your spot, um, which is a big thing that you hear a lot about, uh, you know, ripped guys, you know, all these stars are coming into the league now and you know people are always like oh you know sometimes these first round guys are not fighting for their spots but i think healthy competition is the best way to bring the best out of anybody and one of the big things on defense this thing for healthy competition is like i was saying slater cuckoo and so i mean we we both are here in florida and so we we saw slater cuckoo a little bit in tampa and then um oilers fans saw slater cuckoo um, a decent amount in the play-in series versus chicago because i thought he'd actually made he was noticeable at least a little bit in that series as well and i've been uh i'd say pleasantly surprised with how actually strong of like a a skater and a defenseman i thought he was i thought he was definitely gonna be more of like a six seven and the way he's playing right now like he's looking like a solid five six defenseman right so i mean i liked him when he when he played here and when he played in tampa you know i I like the way he played hockey he i think he played our third pairing 
uh, you know, the Lightning. He played for the third pairing. On that. I mean, Lightning, uh, Lightning third pairing normally is like, well, yeah. you know, se- good like, second, like, third yeah. pairing for most other teams. We right. got Hedman and Sergey well, and McDonough. So, right. I think he was still playing. I think he was playing with, um, I think he, he was paired with McDonough for a little bit, I believe. But then he went to Chicago. And like you said, he did, he was doing good there. And I think um, he was playing with, um, I, think he's, I think he was playing with Keith, I think, uh, in the playing yeah, series. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's one of those guys where it's just kind of like, I think he's kind of slept on. I think people, you know, don't, you know, it, he wasn't a big name coming out of the draft or anything like that. Or, you know, in his few years that he's played, nobody's, nobody's ever like, everybody knows Victor Head. Everybody knows he's gross like that. He's, he's the best defenseman in the league. That's, that is what it is. Right. But nobody's like, oh, Slater Cuckoo, that's the guy. Well, so I think it leaves him room to outperform his, you know, his precedent. Because nobody's expecting him to do anything fantastic. And so when he shows up and he plays consistent hockey, it's like, that's nice. That's what you want. Yeah, so I guess I guess that that really is what I'm noticing here in these games is just he, he seems to be. And I know it's it's short and th- this this short season is going to be interesting because you're going to have, uh, I think, Oilers fans and most fans just as their teams like win and lose and, and stuff. You're going to see a lot of like very like, oh, my goodness, and then calm down sort of stuff. And I think you're seeing Oilers fans sort of starting to bubble over. But like, you know, in the four games, like you said, like he's come in and he's played that consistent, really steady brand of hockey, which I wasn't I didn't really know much about him. So to see him come in and be able to do that, and especially in a year when, you know, there's a there's a lot of questions about the defense this season with Clefbaum being out and that sort of stuff. It's it's been a pleasant surprise. Yeah, and, and I think that's the key, you know, to your defense. And, and you know, I think the young guys like like Bear and Jones have to learn that too. Is defense is a consistency thing. You have to consistently play and do your job. You know, whereas you know, if you're playing up, you know, a wing or a center, your job changes a lot more. And sometimes you have to be, you know, more explosive on depending on the night kind of deal. Defense is always consistently just do your job, stay home keep them out, go hard in the corners. So I think once you find your game, you just got to make it consistent because ups, ups and downs is where you'll get set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inconsistency for sure. And I think that's why I, that even in the press conferences, Tippett was saying like, you know, like they weren't playing as well as we expected them to. So, you know, we're, we're going to sit them a little bit. And, and I definitely say think the media was sort of like, oh, my goodness, you're sitting them. That's bad. and sort of stuff like that. So before I move on to the look ahead to tonight's game and then the next game against these next two games versus the Leaf, um, I want to take a second and we're going to do uh, Kyle's words of wisdom to Oilers fans right now. All right. We're going to we're going to stop because the Oilers Oilers are one in three right now. And me included, I think a lot of Oilers fans are in a bit of a tizzy where you know we're worried and you definitely like if this slide continues like there's definitely room to worry but what, what do you got to say to all the all the all the people that might be a little uh little nervous right now i i think uh i think everybody's gotta take a seat you know, just, they give you the whole seat and you're only using the edge of it sit back relax a little bit you know like you said it's it you know it's four games in and you're one and three and that starts off bad but Think about it, a couple of years ago, uh, the Blues had the worst first half of the season I've ever seen, and then they won Stanley Cup. So, you know, you just got to give give them time to settle in. And you know, I mean, there's definitely a point in the season where if it's still going south, you're like, okay, it's done. But not necessarily four games in is that point. So I think take a minute, 
give it a couple more games, you know, see how it plays out around the rest of the uh, division, play a couple, play the rest of the teams. Just personally, I think first battle of Alberta, everybody will wheel up. Yeah, the Battle of Alberta is going to get the boys heated. Listen, it doesn't matter where you are in the standings. Like, the Battle of Alberta, like, you get out of bed hungry. Like, you choose violence when you wake up for the Battle of Alberta. Buddy, I don't care who in the league, I don't care what team you like, you know, who your favorite player is. That's one of the best games to watch Yeah, every season, guaranteed. doesn't matter, like you said, those two, those could be, two of the bottom teams in the league if you know and it, that game would still i'd watch it like it was a playoff game oh yeah 100 percent. so we're gonna take a break now uh we're gonna um come back here in a few seconds and we're gonna you know go on to our second half and our predictions and look ahead for the toronto maple leafs and we'll rejoin here in a few seconds what is up everybody mikey clt here from bar down breakdown letting you know that our 100th episode is going to be dropping exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network on January 27th. We will be joined by special guest Derek from the amazing pop punk band State Champs. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all our socials so you do not miss any of our amazing episodes. We are so pumped that we have made it to episode 100 And to thank you, we are running an Instagram contest where one lucky winner can win a Steez brand snapback hat. So head over to our Instagram and enter our contest. Also, if you are just hearing about Bar Down Breakdown, make sure you go and check out our 99 other episodes where we have had artists who have been nominated for Grammys, all the way down to artists who are unsigned, where we dive into the crossover between alternative music and hockey. So make sure you go and check out Bar Down Breakdown wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you exclusively by the Hockey Podcast Network. All righty, and we are back. And so uh, what we're going to be doing here for this time is uh, we're going to be doing a look ahead for tonight's game versus the Maple Leafs. And I know we talked about a little bit what we were expecting from the Maple Leafs in this last game, but, you know, that one game has passed and Bear is coming back in. Slater Cuckoo staying in in um, versus tonight and like we were saying I mean the the Leafs provide a much different of an experience and team game versus the Canadians it's going to be a lot more speed um, that the defense and the forwards are going to have to contend with but like we were just saying um, earlier uh, a lot maybe a little less physicality um, on from the forechecking right and I think that'll play you know to the Oilers advantage here because obviously you saw these last two games the corners were brutal I mean, they're just getting worked in front of the net, too. All the battles were, were not getting won in the right places. But I think there's enough speed on this Oilers team that they can keep up, you know, because um, the Leafs you know, added a like, – I say added, but with the, the added Jumbo Joe. But, you know, they have a couple of veteran guys who are, I'd say, not necessarily the fastest, but they also have a bunch of young guys who are pretty quick. But I think, um, you know, for the majority of it, as long as forwards stick with their guys, you know, wingers stay up top tight. Zone defense is going to be – or not zone. Like, I'm just saying in the zone, defense in, in your defensive zone is going to be key. And, you know, if you can take the puck away in the neutral zone, that'll be your best bet because when they attack through the neutral zone, as long as they can get the puck in, they might be able to get set up. And that's where the guys have been having problems in the corners and stuff. So, 
And uh, for those of you keeping track at home, Kyle had uh, predicted that McDavid claims Jumbo Joe's um, soul for this game versus Toronto. I have I have TJ Brody uh, as that. So that'll be something to, to look forward to. And so one of the stories coming out of this offseason was that McDavid and Matthews were training like a ton together uh, in the off season in Arizona, they were skating a lot. They were, they were learning a lot from each other. You know, McDavid um, talked a lot in this morning's uh, pregame about Matt, like you can't give Matthews any room because he can just, he can snipe it in from anywhere, which he definitely can. Um, yeah. Like he has no problem doing that. So like, what, what do you, what do you see from a, like, like a star power standpoint? Cause I'd say McDavid had that one loud game, but McDavid always gets up to play Toronto. Um, whereas I'd say the Leafs offense is clicking a lot more right now. I mean, the, the Matthews Marner, uh, Thornton line, I think had all three of their goals, uh, in the game versus, uh, Ottawa uh, or Ottawa, yeah, or I think. Winnipeg or something like that. They had, they, I, think, they I think it was Ottawa. They, they won them that game. Cause they had, they had all three of their goals. So like, what well, do you see so, from a, from a star power standpoint? So, I mean, you know, like you said, when you put a line together like that, Matthews Marner and Thornton, you put two incredibly skilled, fast, smart hockey players with a veteran guy who has just been around the league and seen everything. So he knows, you know I mean? He knows where he should be, where, you know, who to give the puck to, when to take the shot, when to pass it. You know what I mean? And, and he's telling these, these guys, and I mean, obviously, like I, like I mentioned, Martyr and Matthews are both extremely smart hockey players. So they know this as well. But when you pair him with a guy like that, that's a hard to stop line because they call him Jumbo Joe for a reason. It's not very easy to move him. So when he parks his ass in front of the net, you got good screens. And like we were mentioning, Matthews is, uh, you know, a dangerous, dangerous player anywhere in the, anywhere in the zone with that, with a shot. He takes it so quick. I mean, it's, he, he shoots the puck when you're not expecting it. It's like, he, like he pulls it in on, on a quick snapshot and you were not expecting the shot to come from there. So I, I you know, I think Toskin's got to stay, um, you know, really on his toes when, when that line's out there, you know, if Connor can, or Leon can get themselves just, just going, you know what I mean? Like you said, Connor usually wakes up when he plays, uh, when he plays Toronto, he's a oh, Toronto I mean, it's, kid, it's, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's his hometown team. Right. I mean, that was, that's the thing is like, that's what makes me just so annoyed with Toronto fans because you know, you, you're always hearing the, the like, Oh, McDavid, he wants to come home to Toronto. Just wait till that contract's over. McDavid's going to yeah. be a leaf. Just look what happened with Tor- like Tavares and all that stuff, yeah. you know? And it's just, it drives me nuts. Well, so that's the thing I, I you know, I haven't really, has Tavares been, you know having a season i haven't really seen anything i mean obviously there's not i think games, he's, but... he's played i think to be honest he's probably their most consistent player night in night yeah out. yeah well that's good maybe not um, from an offensive standpoint right but like like john tavares john i don't know john tavares is one of those guys like he's, he's like a, a hockey he's a hockey, hockey player yeah. hockey player you know what yeah. i'm saying like he's just yeah. he's I gonna think, come and give you, I think I saw give you john tavares effort every night i think i saw an interview and, and he can tell you every goal he's scored yeah, the, the, can, literally, literally every goal he scored, they they were asking him, they're asking him, they were like numbers, so they would be like, you know, goal sixty five or whatever, and he would tell you exactly how it happened. It's like, dude, I don't know how you remember that. He he watches so much, um, which so which makes him so dangerous because he is always learning. When he's at home, he's just paying attention to paying attention to hockey, you know, all around the league, you know, YouTube and stuff. Which is funny because you know you think a guy that's that good is like oh you know you don't need to keep learning but but that's what makes him so dangerous um, and so 
you know, like we were talking about earlier. So you said he's been very consistent. And like I said earlier, consistency is, is what gets you, you know, skill. That's what gets you time. The Leafs definitely have a lot of star power, but I think if you can lock up those few main guys and just kind of stay in the lanes, you can definitely make a case for, for an Oilers win tonight. So tonight's you know, going to be the back first after two tough games. Yeah. Tonight's going to be their first marquee matchup. I'd say of the season, yeah. I'd say like, listen, I was at work today and we had a soccer channel on TV in Florida and we were still getting commercials and advertisements for tonight's Edmonton Oilers Toronto Maple Leafs game at seven. That shows you like sort of how much of a reach uh, people are expecting that, right? Because that is like you said, like it's th- like that one game has th- some of the highest concentration of like the best Stars, young and right. up and coming talent yeah. in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like right. maybe other than like anytime Edmonton or Toronto plays like Colorado or something like that, yeah. would you have the same sort of concentration? So it's like a lot right. of, of like who they're trying to sell the game for. Exactly. So that brings a lot of emotion. And so now looking at that, what are we expecting from a score side from tonight? You got a prediction uh, for me? To be honest with you, it's, it's probably going to be uh it's probably going to be a football game with these scores. It's going to I be think real so too. High. I think so too. Um, you know, I think both sides defense has been a little uh, suspect as of late. It always is. Just let the Leafs get well, a yeah. two nothing lead and then sit back and watch them crumble. Exactly. So I think, you know, I think I'm, I, if I had a prediction, I'd say I'm hoping the Oilers are a little pissed off that they lost those two games and they show up big five, four win. Five, four. Regulation? You always. Regulation. All right. Don't let them get any points, baby. All righty. I'm going to go a little bit higher than you. I'm feeling uh, McDavid and Dryslide are going to be pissed. I'm saying a 6-3 win. Ooh, okay. So sticking All with right. the Leafs for a second, and I and listen, people, don't, don't close out. Don't log off. Don't turn off the podcast just because I said that, all right? Uh, the one thing I, I was going to ask is, so the Leafs, and the, I think the Oilers, really the whole league has been dealing with sort of the craziness of the waiver situation right. that, that everyone has to deal with. I mean, the Oilers were looking and getting Aaron Dell from uh, from the Leafs at one point, and then he went to New Jersey. And I mean, the Jets literally took Anton Forsberg from the Oilers and then were like, right. here you go. And and gave them a, a, like to, to no one like it was it was crazy. Um and so one of the things I saw coming out of the Leafs, and I wasn't really sure how I thought about it. It was funny, but it also feels sort of like cheating. So Jason Spezza is placed on waivers for the purpose of reassignment to the taxi squad so he can go back and forth between the Leafs lineup because the Leafs don't want to and probably shouldn't just because of how old he is, play Jason Spezza every night. So they want him to be on the taxi squad, but they want him to still be on the team. Jason Spezza, I'd say, is a relatively still serviceable in the off, maybe in the offensive side, fourth line, he brings a lot of veteran leadership. Like it's Jason Spezza and Jason Spezza's agent went to every other NHL team and said, if you claim Jason Spezza off waivers, he is going to retire. He only wants to play for the Leafs. And so now for, first I was like, that's really funny. But then on the other hand, I'm like, well, that, that doesn't seem exactly fair. Right. Well, so, I mean, I think it's different if it's like, so I think first of all, that's a baller move. I mean, you have to have absolute nuts of steel to make that call to every NHL team, right? I mean, like, you have to know you're good. And and so I think that's not something he would be able to do a lot earlier in his career. I think because he's so deep in his career and he, he 
honestly has that possible threat of retirement and he's financially stable enough you know like he's not trying to make yeah exactly it's not like he's struggling for cash so so he's like at this point he's just playing because he wants to play yeah and so i think i think personally it's a baller move he just showed up and said you don't think any i mean do you think some of the other teams should be frustrated about it maybe say something to like Uh, about it i mean i think there's a level of it but i don't know that there's because i don't know demand. it just feels like a little bit of insider trading yeah, to me i i i definitely i understand that and it makes that definitely makes sense you know because if, if somebody else were to do that like so yeah you know, I, I don't know for for giggles sake you you put somebody like smack in the middle of their prime right well so and they do that mm, no no i don't know you still got a lot of time left you're just gonna dip no you're not that's not how that's gonna work i think I think because, like I said, he's so deep and so respected in the league, I would say Jason Spezza is pretty respected oh, throughout 100%. the league. Oh, 100%, yeah. Um, you know, I think he's – they kind of give him a little leeway on that one. You know, after that becomes starts to become a common occurrence among teams, just, you know, saying, oh, no, I'm, I'm playing for my team. It's it. I think that's – then there will have to be some – maybe some league – uh, league intervention yeah intervention there you go i just but i just I thought it, I that, think it's funny i, I, think it's I thought funny. it was i thought it was an interesting little story that was coming out of uh coming out of toronto there and i just i want to get your take on it so uh before yeah. we wrap up the show uh i wanted to move over to our our, our last segment here we're going to be trying out a couple different segments you know week to week seeing what seeing what fits but we're thinking we're going to be trying our play of the show and so obviously there's been a lot of hockey and this isn't an oiler centric necessarily so i mean we like to watch the highlights and catch any of the games we can from around the league. It doesn't even have to really be a goal. I'll start, how about, just so so we get a sense of it. My play of the week, um, if anyone wasn't able to catch the Golden Knights-Arizona Coyotes game this last, I believe it was on Monday, the Arizona Coyotes were up to nothing. The Golden Knights rallied and had a fantastic <laughs> comeback and ended up winning the game. However, one of the goals they scored in the game was scored by Chandler Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson, good player right you he shows up on the score sheet all right he probably scored a decent goal um i went back and watched the highlights of that game and it was a shot from the point where he was in a puck battle in front and his stick was ripped from his hands from the defenseman that he was you know in the battle with like he stick lifted him and launched his stick so stevenson pissed about throws his hands up in the air turns around to pick up his stick and then the puck banks off his ass and into the net and he scores a goal not even looking at it and so for that chandler stevenson you get my play of the week somebody should have saved that puck for him <laughs> like the thing is he was like he was like still pissed about it afterwards like the puck goes in he's still like looking for his stick that's like 10 feet away from him <laughs> that sounds like something i would do <laughs> Well, you would um, also be the guy to launch the stick, you know, 12 feet behind the Well, net. yeah. I could be either party in this <laughs> one, yes. All right, um, so Kyle, what do you got? Play of the show. Me, I think my play of the show, a few days ago, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Carhartt goes behind the net to get the puck and try to chip it out, um, throw it up. For, uh, I think he, was, he, he kind of turned the net and tried to throw it, launch it up the middle to one of his guys that was swooping. And uh, who else but Sidney Crosby standing there, bats the puck out of midair. I mean, like three feet, like three feet off the ice, just just taps it. And it wasn't even like it was floating. The puck, I mean, I mean, Carter Hart launched this puck. He was trying he, to clear the puck Crosby, himself. He was trying to clear it. Like, so he launched this puck and Crosby said, nope, batted it down. 
and then spun around super nonchalant. One hand just boop, flipped the puck in there. It was like he didn't even shoot the puck. He just kind of tapped it and then skated away. It was it was very amusing and extremely Sidney Crosby. That was Yeah, that is that I mean that is one of the Sidney Crosby goals, you know, like Yeah. I mean I think he had like three batted out of the air uh maybe not last season but two seasons ago there was like he always has a few three goals there's always just, one or two he just he brings it down people often say that uh hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports and i think Sidney crosby would be able to do it just fine <laughs> yeah he <laughs> steps up to the plate he'd probably be hitting dingers all day so. all right well we're gonna we're gonna wrap up episode two there um this is gonna be a little these midweek episodes are gonna be a bit shorter episodes here um but i will say i want everyone to know that uh the twitter is up and firing uh, i'll be uh sounding off about how pissed i am about all the oilers games so be sure to follow uh, us on twitter that's gonna be at the rig underscore rats on twitter um you should also follow the hockey podcast network on twitter at the hockey pod net on twitter to get um a good look at all the really good contests we have we also have a really cool jersey bracket giveaway i believe the oilers are about to beat the flames in the jersey bracket giveaway so oilers fans if you're looking to get your hands on an oilers jersey go ahead and and, uh, give the hockey podcast network a follow and then to tease a little bit for this coming monday episode we'll have our first guest on uh this coming one i'm not gonna say who you'll just have to tune in um so kyle it's been fantastic talking to you buddy and uh i guess uh lovely talking to you bud uh, let's go Oilers. Oil, oil country, baby.